Good morning, good afternoon, good night to everyone in the world right now. You're tuned into another episode of the Masterclass. Before we get any further, let's get a quick word from our sponsor. Now we've heard everything from the sponsor. I got Zilla here. Zilla, say what's up to the people. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good night, wherever you are listening. Welcome, thanks for joining in. And as I said, if you change your mindset, you change, change your circumstances, so let's get it. So yeah, folks, we're here. I just want to do a quick recap, car. Um, for those that don't know, I'm going away. I'm not going to spoil where we're going. Like I said, one of these days, if you're following the Double S channel, which is link is in the description, you'll see all the little shorts, YouTube shorts I'll be posting. If you follow the official Masterclass Instagram, which will be on the screen right now, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, everything. It's all on the screen, the Patreon. Um, yeah, it's all in the description. But yeah, I'm going away, so we're just trying to get as much videos done in advance. So you guys have a new exciting episode to watch every Friday, 3 p.m. You know what I mean? So yeah, man, um, I can't lie. These past couple of weeks has been kind of crazy. Everything's been kind of moving fast. We had Mrs. Playboy Belitsa for, what, episode eight? Nats P and K for, what, like, episode nine? And then... Um, episode 10, we had <clears throat> Mike C, my big brother Mike from, um, SPM, SPM, yeah, and then, what, what goes out the week after that? I believe Nats P and K, part two is going to drop the week after Mike C, and then it's SPM after that, and then, this is when you guys will be seeing this, by the time you guys are watching this, I put have already went on holiday and came back, which is... Kind of crazy to think about, but um, yeah, man, it's just been a blessing. Everyone loves the studio that we shoot those videos in. So if you love these videos, you love the audios, you love everything about what I'm trying to do here, what we're trying to do here, Double S and Zilla, then hit the like button, hit the subscribe, drop me a comment, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, so where we can improve and do better and give us some topic where we can... You know, give our opinion on it, and hopefully it's not no political topic and no religious topic, because we don't really want to offend anybody and whichever. But you know, we 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 like to be in the space where we can discuss and communicate. So if you have any topic you want we to discuss or you feel like we qualify to speak on it, then throw it our way and we chop it up. Yeah. So it's just. The past couple of months have been crazy. Like, well, past couple of weeks has just been up and down, um, recording, working, building, you know what I mean? Just everything. Yeah, just behind the scenes, behind the whole podcast stuff, working on my music career and everything. Everything, I look, it looks like I planned everything well enough in advance that um, I'm going to be, okay, everything's going as planned, you know what I mean? For me, all right, so within the context of growth and as we mean, we touch upon growth, I think in the first episode. Episode of one, episode. growth is inevitable. Yes, sir. Yeah, but you see, every day, mm -hmm. I've always believed in this, in this mantra that every day you wake up, you start your 24 hours. So it doesn't matter what day you wake up. Mm -hmm. Your 24 hours start, so you never sit down and pay attention to someone else 24 hours. When everybody who wakes up that day wakes up,
wake up with 24 hours. No matter if you wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, that's when your 24 hours starts, right? Yeah, correct. So, for me, I've always seen it from the spectrum of growth is something that happens every day and every day you wake up, you get the opportunity to be a better version of yourself. Yeah. So, because one of the things is you can spend your whole lifetime searching for the person you want to be. Yeah. But until you accept who you are, you'll never be happy. Big facts. So it's 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 in the dynamics of how we understand life, how we want to portray life, because to me life is a game. A it's, game. it's a lesson. Yeah, life is a game because you play this game, right? Yeah. Cause if you play well, you always win. And if you plan well, you might not... All right, let me rephrase. Mm-hmm. If you plan well, you can play well. If you plan well, you can play well. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's like if you plan, if you if you play, if you work hard, you can play hard, right? Yeah. So if you plan well, you can play well. Yeah. Because no matter what, as long as the strategy is in place, Yeah. okay, you might plan today that it was going to be sunny. Yeah. But it's a bit cloudy and a bit drizzly here and there. Yeah. Or the plans can still go ahead. So that's I just want to I just want to cut in right here. So I feel like touching on another point you said in one of our last episodes. I believe it was the SPM episode. One of the questions you had asked the members of SPM was what which one of your biggest loss ended up turning into the biggest lesson. Yeah. And um going over that episode, I'm having fun editing these episodes again and um Going through it and just seeing that, like, um, yeah, just analysing myself when it comes to that question and seeing that I was always good at the planning. It was the execution I was poor on. You understand what I'm saying? I always found some type of way to, like, leave the execution to someone else. You know what I mean? Like, do all the studying and rare, 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 but let someone else be the judge on the case. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, 100% I put it down to fear. And then what it came was the more stuff that was being thrown at me rather than cutting it up and saying, oh, you know, life will take care of me. kind of just said, no, nah, I'm in a driver's seat, no. I make, that, I make the decisions. And you know what I mean? Anyone who doesn't like it, fucking basically, you know what I mean? You can't throw caution to the wind, innit? What'd you say? You can't throw, throw caution to the wind, right? Yeah. And I'll explain. So, for me, faith and faith and hope yeah. are a person without des- without a destiny. Yeah. Because faith is not the action word, and hope is not the action word. Both of them, you have to sit and wait on each other. Yeah. So if you're a lazy twit, you think, oh, I can't be asked, so I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down because I've got faith, right? Mm-hmm. So for that time, you're sitting down waiting on faith to happen. You ain't doing nothing. That's big facts. Yeah. And it's the same thing, because you have that faith, you know, hoping that faith will kick in. So, just to throw a spanner in the works, is that what you feel like is a lot of um, people that come from a religious background, not in like a pre- procrastinating way, but like um, religion is, ba- is based on having the belief in or the hope that someone is coming to save you one day? 
which if you even follow the, the context of the scripture, it says faith without works is dead. That means if you have faith and you ain't working, <laughs> your dream will never come to reality, right? Mm, that's a fact. Yeah. So um, if, if you're looking at it from the context of how you transform and transcend, because you have to understand that life is very repetitive, right? Mm-hmm. So what, because... You've got mom and dad, right? My yeah. mom and dad got their mom and dad, and their mom and dad have their mom and dad, yes? Yeah. So most of the knowledge we've got, we pass down through generations. Big facts, big facts, yeah. So you can rewrite the DNA code by breaking the cycle. Yeah. One of my mentors, and he, I'm, 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 I'm using these quotes because every book that I read, mm-hmm. I call them my mentor. Yeah. Because I learned something from their story. Yeah. And I I am a fond of um Robert Kiyosaki. Okay. So in a one of his um quotes he um oh, I forgot the quote now anyway, but the point I'm making is that you see sometimes you you're in the realms of understanding what life is about right yeah but because uh yeah sorry in in his quote he said poverty is temporary yeah but a poor mentality can last a generation mm-hmm. i've had that 100 percent. yeah yes for generations yeah yeah because poverty yeah yeah it, it, it can change at the you know what i'm saying yeah but when you've got a poor mentality you pass that on to you children and they pass it on to their children because they look up to you as a role or as a model right yeah so when they see that's how you do things they copy that model and they employ that in their life yeah and then it becomes a cycle is that regardless if it's good or bad yeah because they don't know no better they see you do it so they follow around oh yeah it's true children so i know within my circle yeah within gorilla six yeah I've got six entrepreneurs. So then, break down for all the folks at home that don't know what Zella G6 is. So, Gorilla 6 is my six children. Okay. And my six children, we've got three entrepreneurs. We've got two started out. Mm-hmm. One is in, the third one is in line. Mm-hmm. And there's the other three is, is in play at some point. Yeah. So, well, imagine when we sit in the room having breakfast, lunch, dinner, or whatever. It's all rich people in the room talking. Mm-hmm. Nobody can feel like, oh, well, I have to be scrounging from you and blah, blah, blah. Then at the same time, we've got addition to the listener. Because we've got Play Baby Blazer, who is now part of Gorilla 6 as the addition. Mm-hmm. And she's also an entrepreneur. Yeah. Shout out Play Baby Lisa. So. so so when you look at it from the perspective, yeah, I've grown up around my uncles and my aunts who had money, but I've only learned about my father's small turn entrepreneurship, but I've never actually seen it. Yeah, I've heard about it, but I've never actually seen it. Okay. So I've grown up around knowing and understanding money, 
and understand business. And my uncle and my auntie made sure they 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 depart the knowledge. What I didn't understand yeah. is because I was around my dad at the time, and every time he always take take take, always asking her if he don't get the criticize. Mm-hmm. So I when I end up on my own, yeah, then I realize it wasn't even the case. It was more of okay. He felt like, because my dad is the eldest, right? Yeah. And he, all the siblings beneath him. So how is it their responsibility to look after after the elder brother? Well. But that's what they did. Yeah. Because he's the one who never had much. Mm. Well, he did, but he didn't. Because they might know of it. I didn't. I never grew come see my dad with nothing. And is that like since the beginning of time? Since I've known my dad, so yeah. you have to understand, I break that generational curse because mm-hmm. he had two children. Mm-hmm. One of them turned into become an one become an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and then my offsprings, yeah, they all become entrepreneurs. Yeah. So you see, we break the cycle. Yeah. So when we sit down having these conversations and we sit across the two, two table, who are we gonna talk about what move we're making next? Yeah. It's not about who's getting this job and, you know, who's borrowing money from who. That won't be the case. Yeah. Because one of the ventures is um, a private equity investment. Mm. Speak, speak, speak. A a private wealth management. Private wealth management, PWM. Yeah. So private wealth management is like a hedge fund manager, management company. But instead of we manage other people's money, we manage our own. Gorilla Six come together, pull the money in our pot, and invest it wherever we want. Mm. So we're looking after our own butter. So, so for the folks at home, how long have you had this like knowledge? Because I'm, I'm guessing this was all on like a mind map in your head like 10, 15 years ago. So I, I, I can only ex- explain this by this way. You know, um, the Williams sister King Richard okay yeah yeah so his story is not much different from mine only that he done it before me okay would you what do you mean done it before you and what in what sense the way he mapped out that his children who's gonna be successful at what point and who's gonna be the bigger star at what point and it actually happens as according to how he planned it yeah that's the same thing I did, but not knowing of his story. Oh, swear down. I didn't even know that about him. Still. He, what's his name? King Richard. Well, that's the movie. Oh, that's the... So there's a movie? Is it like a biopic? Yeah, it's a biopic of the way he um, um, developed the Serena and Venus Williams into the dance. Oh, oh, oh yeah. The thing that... Uh, I think Will Smith plays the main role. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, played the main yeah. character. Oh yeah, yeah. I seen, I seen the, um, I seen a bit of that film store, the tennis thing. Yeah, yeah. And they have yeah. to overcome racism and all that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, is it's, it's like whoa. It's like we was in each other's head, but obviously he's a grown-up version of me, right? Mm-hmm. But I have never seen. I didn't know nothing about the story until I saw the movie. Okay, okay, makes so sense. So when I saw it, I'm thinking, rah. This is exactly what I did, but on a different scale, because 
Mike is into sports, but not as a footballer, he actually runs the thing. He owns the thing. Yeah, he, he would own the team at his current rate. Yeah. Rather than then being a player on the pitch. WS is into music, yeah. but as an artist, and he owns everything. Yeah. He owns his own masters, publishing, blah, blah, blah. The whole nine is controlled by him. Yeah. And then the next project coming out, which is K's in university going studying entrepreneurship to start the next venture with the private wealth management next year. Yeah, yeah. So as you, it's like okay. So who's next? We gonna execute? Well, we got um. You know, you know. To just to stick a pin in there, while we're still talking about G six, I remember having a conversation with Mrs. Playboy Belitsa about three to four years ago and I told her, yo, you see when you see when I get my life sorted out and like I'm stable, somewhat stable, I'm gonna go like link my two siblings and I'm just gonna you know what I mean? We're gonna build that bridge from there, car. Yeah. Um just wanna touch on this a little bit, car. Like I said, once this episode comes out, um I would have already had half these conversations already, you know what I mean? So just in hindsight, it's like, it's almost mad how I'm trying to, I'm making one of the first big steps, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you you have to understand mm -hmm. with energy, um, you see, with with children, right? Yeah. They've got both parents. Uh-huh. And each parent deposits 50% of themselves into that child. Yeah. So, you no matter how much I decide you try to establish more, either 50% a dad or 50% a mom, mm -hmm. you have to understand that the whole ethos of being a parent yeah. is to allow the children to be who they are instead of trying to force yourself on them. But then the, the, biggest, the biggest thing that I'm seeing now is that um, my Zola, my mother, my Mrs. Elos, um, in context, um, you guys have very oxymoron and oxymoron personalities, you know what I mean? Like, one is loud and one prefers to just be quiet, you know what I mean? One is confident, brave, one is more reserved in the corner, doesn't like the spotlight, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I just got to a point where I was like, yo, you know what? I do, I'm not even trying to swear, but like, burn all that. You know what I mean? Burn all that fear, butterflies, rare, tear, tear. There's like, bro, you know what I mean? So I think at my current pace, I would have gone checked my big brother. Shout out, Leslie. I still think it's mad that that's your name, but <laughs> it's going to have to grow with me still. Um, And then early next year, I'm going to go link up with my sister. She's in college now. I think it's time she meets her big brother for real. And um, yeah, man, I can't lie. Like I said, it's just been a, I'm in this, I don't know, something about the aura. This, it's Yeah, I feel very warm right now. So I'm in a good spirit still. But look, family is important, right? Yeah. You see, you can choose your friends, innit? Yeah, of course. But the unfortunate thing, you can't choose what family you're born into. Big facts. Then, and yeah, I've yeah. always, because uh, like I said, I've had hell of siblings. I've had hell of family. I, like, my mom had 20 brothers and one sister. 
And I've never met none of my mum's siblings. I don't even know much about Marjorie. Yeah. Then I have, it was five boys, one died, so it's four of us. Mm. I've never grown up with none of my siblings. That's wild, though, don't you think? Because the way you guys kind of talk, it's kind of like... But, look, I've always known about my brothers, but I've only been around them for a period of time. It's not like, you know, like, oh, you grew up with your siblings. Yeah. On a fallout, argue, I've never... Yeah, I fallout with one of my brothers once. So what? what's, like, the longest period of time you've been around your brother or brothers? It's for months at a time. It oh, was never, oh. like, years upon years. It's like... All right, the one that died, it was the closest. Because yeah. me and he used to do, not say we were small, similar in age, but Dragon is the big brother, then you've got G Geary, then you have Owe, the one who died. And he was the closest brother because we used to do that. We have the same things in common. We play football, you, we all laugh and joke about stupid things we like to cook and all of that stuff and way, way, way. So, yeah, and he. He always come and check me. Sometime I'm there chilling. I know he get a phone call and he's like, yo, I'm on my way. I'm like, on your way, where? Yeah, i see you in like an hour, bro. I'm like, where are you going? Oh, yeah, come and see you. Then he bring him girlfriend. Oh, raw. We cook, we chill, blah, blah, right. Um, couple hours, he cut. Yeah. Then I would just show up at him because he's got a shop at the time. So I would bring him some yam and banana and breadfruit and coconut to put in him shop so he can go and sell Okay. He can make money. Yeah. So, someday he would just close the shop and come vibe with me for a couple hours or spend a couple of days and then he cut again. That's dope. That's dope. So where was... Sorry. Sorry to cut him. Sorry to cut you off. What what shop? Where was it? The shop was in um, in 10 Mile, Bullbeer. Okay. okay. On your way to Kingston. Yeah. So, he would left his girlfriend in the shop and come vibe with me for a couple of days. Mm. And then he cut. That's love, man. So, in the summertime, mm. I used to go and spend time with Big Brother Dragon. But the thing is, Big Brother Dragon, he always had the hustle. Yeah. So, I had to go and see my mom for a couple of minutes. So I spent a couple hours with my mom where she was doing her iglering. Yeah. Or I go and chill out with my brother girlfriend in the market. So, I would be there weighing up the, the carrots and all of these things and the skills. So, my grooming into this thing from my early ages, I've always been around money and understand how the money works. So hence why I never become an, a hustler in terms of selling drugs and selling weed and all of this bullshit. I've always seen it as a business mm. because that's all I've ever known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so it, it was easy for me to transfer from the little hustling that I know mm. to... M- m- execute into a, a proper business and bear in mind I feel many times over because it was I think one of my biggest mistakes was in, in, in my entrepreneur experience yeah. is starting too many things one time yeah yeah. you see what I'm saying mm-hmm. because when you start something you got another idea instead of you write it down and put it put it aside and establish the one you've got going, you start another one, so you got two on board. Yeah. And then by the time them two, they're supposed to establish themselves, you start another one. So somewhere along the line, one of the, or two of those ventures is going to get neglected because you now focus on something else. Yeah. So I would advise anybody out there who looking to start multi-ventures, 
them one at a time. Once that established, then you go to the next one. And once that established, you go to the next one. Yeah. Because my experience of having four or five visions at the court at the same time was crazy. Because <coughs> I, I had um, 78 till you now builders. Builders? Builders, where we do the repair and maintenance, and if you got a kitchen to fit and a bathroom and all of these things, we charge your price, come in, ship it out, rip it, put it back together. Then wow. I've got the little cooking pan the side. Plus, if you want a wardrobe, bill or whichever, or you want a roof put on, or you want a dorm extension or whichever, that can happen. If you need a quick kitchen fit, I'm there. That was my side also, but it was also a business. Oh, dude. Then I've got the cooking thing where we cook for wedding and christening and funeral and rare, 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 all of that. That was my side. But my main business was my clothing. Mm. And, I was, and I had the coffee going at the same time. That's mad. So with all of these things going on, you're like, okay. So the food and the, the building part yeah. was the thing that funded the other two ventures. Yeah. So, but the problem is... Mm -hmm. It's like, so when I, in order for me to gain capital, okay. I, when I go, when I do all my little side ventures, i.e. The, the carpentry or uh, or the food thing, yeah. I will put the money into a partner. When I get the draw, that would be my capital into the business. Yeah. So I have never actually borrowed money from a bank. So no. that's why I've never write a business plan. I've always written business model. Makes sense. Because... I don't have to put an exit strategy in my business model that you'd have to put into a business plan. But I write my business model near enough as a business plan because you've got the income and expenditure and, uh, you know what I mean, profit and loss and all of these things and blah, blah, blah. So all of that would be in a business model, but it wouldn't as, it wouldn't in great details because 50% of the business plan that you wrote is all about your first year, second year, when you're going to break even, your exit strategy at five years and blah, 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 blah. And you have to sell this to whoever you're borrowing the money from. Yeah, yeah, a yeah, model, that's a fact, in, yeah. In, in our business model, you don't have to go into that great details. That is just a guideline to say, okay, it's like more like a signpost, like a strategy step. So business plan, business model to me is like a strategy and a signpost to say, okay, I'm going to start here. Within two months, I need to achieve this. Then within the next two months, and so four months in, I'm supposed to be here. At month six, I'm supposed to be here. At month eight, I'm supposed to be here. At month 10, I'm supposed to be here. And at the 12-month point, I'm supposed to be fully fledged and looking to go into the next 12 months. Yeah, raw. So that's why my business model was the way they are, and they were structured to the point where it was easy to traverse, and when you present it to somebody who wants to come on board, they will buy into it straight away because it was just bullet points. So you never fall asleep. Big if fun. I present something to you, you, by the time you feel like you want to rub your eye or go for a pee or drink some water, the the, um, the presentation's over and you're ready to ask hello questions. <laughs> That's mad. So it it was like the whole situation of being to that point... And bear in mind, I failed so many times. I've lost so many money. The coffee, was, the Blue Mountain Coffee was a massively failed venture until when I go at it at a different point. When I went back at 
my coffee business mm-hmm. as a foreign investor, yeah, that's when it actually makes sense. So how much money would you say you, that venture lost you? So when I was between 2007 to 2009, okay, I spent £10,000. And that including buying the land from my dad. Um, Wait, you bought land yeah. from granddad? Well, I never want it for free, innit? So, you own land? <laughs> this guy. What the f- Man, I, I swear, down, my parents are shit at explaining stuff. Because you know it is. I'd be talking to mom, and I'd be like, mom, I didn't know you did this. And she said, yeah, you just never asked. But how would I know to ask? Like, I thought it was just something that you would say. You know what I mean? Yeah, but look, y- you see me, yeah? Yeah. Before I had... I've always had principles, yeah? Yeah. But I also had pride at one point. Okay. So my pride is, if I bought the land from my dad, he can never say he gave me anything. Because we never had that relationship. Makes sense, okay. Yeah. So that was the whole reason why I bought the land. But, you see from, where where is the land? I can chop this out if you want. Where is the land? So, the land is, we're, so in Spring Garden in St. Thomas. Yeah. There's a place where Paul Bogle were living at the time. That's where his, the monument is. Yeah. So it's literally two minutes walk away from Paul Bogle um, monument in Spring Garden, St. Thomas. So that, what, is that is that where you want your house? No, 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 not crazy. I ain't building a house there. So if you own a piece of land, and what's on the land? It's just land. Coffees in there and all stuff, and that's when me and my dad fall out because he gave somebody the green light to tie their their cows in my coffee farm. Ah, oh. <laughs> why the fuck would he do that? Uh, this is what I'm saying to you, bro. But anyway, like that's dead story in it. So no, no, but it's 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 very interesting. Where what what is? Uh, well, I'm so, talking about last is here, isn't it? So, yeah. So what know? did that did did the land just end up going back to your to your dad then? It's just there now, and it? it's just forest now, and it? it's just everything just grown up wild, or whosoever tying the animal in there. That's what they do, cause I'm not there to look after it. Well, what I'm saying is, like, if if there was someone to look after it, couldn't you reclaim it? No, it's still mine. I don't have to reclaim something that is ours, bro. But if someone's on, if someone's on your land, <laughs> I'm I'm so confused. They know you that. Can't. He can't claim my land because it's mine. What I'm saying, they tie the animal land there. Okay. What is So so my so when I went there, who can when you go there, ask your brother this. Okay, okay. So cause he was actually there when my mom and dad fall out. Cause I he was the witness when we fall out that day. Oh raw. Cause I was in shock. Of what happened, I was going to look at my coffee farm, and when I went there, I could see the four acres. I could look straight across the freaking thing. I'm thinking, what the hell happened? And then I see the cow, so I took my machete, and I got all the ropes. Oh, fuck. And I drive for all the cows. I didn't give a hell where they went. I just, I was so pissed. So I was coming, and I saw this guy, and I said, Keith, is he, do you know who cows it? No, he was saying something about encoding guy missing. So I said, was there your cow? He said, yeah. I said, why would you choose to tie the cow in my coffee? 
He says, oh, yeah, your dad gives me the green light to do so. I said, are you fucking stupid? I said, you know me from I was a baby boy. You see, I'm trying to do something with my life, and you take your motherfucking cow and tie them in my farm and then say, oh, my dad give you the green light. So, what? You and him are stupid just the fucking same? Because it's not like it's a forest, is it? Yeah. All right, it's got grass in there because it needs a bit of cleaning. Mm-hmm. But you can see, I spend hundreds of thousands of these motherfucking coffee plants, bro. Jesus fuck, bruv. So I phoned Fu and I said, yo, meet me at your granddad. Yeah. And look, I'm not saying I'm right for what I've said and what I've done in it. Yeah. But you can understand I'm in a rage, I'm pissed off. I'm listening. So I drive up to my dad, Fu was already there. Okay. For those who don't understand who Fu is, Fu is Leslie that lives in Jamaica. My double S is big brother. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I Fu meet me at grand, uh, his granddad, my dad. Yeah. So he's there and I said to dad, daddy, did you give Keith the opportunity to... <laughs> the opportunity. He <laughs> was... <laughs> Oh said, did you God. give Keith the opportunity to tie the cows in my coffee? Oh, and shit. he says, yeah, they did full of bush. Yeah, but the cow is not going to eat the fucking grass, isn't it? They're going to just mash down every fucking thing. Mm. When I went there, the only thing that was there, I see, was the fucking coconut plant, that the, the coconut trees. Yeah. And the sugar cane. Everything else was gone. The coffee, they were broken down. They were, they were, it's only stumps. I've got some June plum tree. They were all broken down. It was a shamble, bro. I was pissed. Jesus, anyone, would, anyone in their right mind would be pissed. I'd be pissed. Fuck. So anyway, yeah. and, and I know I said something wrong, but... So I said to him, boy, if this is where you're going to... Because you always feel me. You let me down all my life. And the one time I expect you to do something fucking right... You fucked it up again. And I says, if this is how you're going to treat me, the next time, you're never going to see me again. The only time I'm going to come around you is when you're dead, I'm going to bury you. Fucking hell, bro. And then he start with the bullshit. Oh, you're ungrateful and you're going to hang. I'm going to pray bad fire for you. So when I end up in this whole situation, I didn't, up until this point, I've been in, 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 in the fucking pen for what, eight years ago, nine years. Yeah. I think I talked to that man once or twice. Fucking hell. Some heavy stuff, bro. Like, that's so that's, heavy that's shit, one man. of my major loss because I spent hella money and time on that shit because I was traveling almost every... I was in Jamaica three, four times a year dealing with this coffee thing because it, it, it's like a baby at the time, right? Mm. And my other big loss is when I went to... So I had another loss. We bought some properties in Turkey Yeah. in a hotel. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, <laughs> and that went. <laughs> and <laughs> so I've got all that money wrapped up. I've got all the deeds in the way, 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 but the hotel is not functioning there, because I think some terror thing happened in two thousand and eleven, twelve, thirteen, somewhere around the same place where the hotel was building. Yeah. So after the hotel finish, I have never actually made any money from the investment. How much? How, how much did you invest? 
I've got I've got fifty grand. I've got a value of fifty thousand pounds sitting down there that I can never. <laughs> fifty G's. The company keep folding, folding every time I get a letter that there's a new liquidator take out. The company is going into liquidation and this one take. So to me that is dead butter. But my biggest loss is when I went back to Jamaica. Okay. As a foreign investor into the Blue Mountain Coffee. Yeah. And two days before I was arrested, four days in, so I was signing the million pound contract the 16th of April 2015. And that day, once the contract signed, there would be my official million pound transfer to my account. What bank was it going to go to? Barclays. <laughs> okay. That was my business account at the time. Yeah. You were going to have a mail transfer to your account, what, Jamaican? No. Fucking <laughs> with you. Because my, my pilot at the time would be Chelsea Football Club, Man City Football Club, Tottenham, Bank of China, and Royal Ascot Eco um, Racecourse. Those were the five places the coffee was going to go into. And then from there, it was going to go to the other business partner in Dubai, where the, him and their business partner mm. is taking 25% of the sales. So I would still walk away with 75% of the, of, the, of the sale. And the business is still 100% mine. And then what, like two days before you meant to put the pen to paper? Mm-mm. I was going to Jamaica on the 14th. Ah. They pinned me down on the 12th and the 16th, so four days before I travel. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Then, so, yeah. How much money have you lost in the bank? The banking system? Because you said you got some money overseas. Uh, so, we're currently, at, we're currently at 60k for everyone counting. 10k on the land and 50k on the hotel. Outside investment. Well, I give the person, <laughs> I give the person a million dollar, isn't it? A million dollars, you. Jamaican. How much is that in our pounds? Uh, I don't know the current rate. Okay, one second. Let me carry on speaking. I'm gonna get it translated over. But then at that time, yeah, it was. Huh. I can't remember. I think it was like. I can't even remember now, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then another friend of mine mm-hmm. owed me half a mil, and he I owed you half a mil. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we won't get into that. No, one. no, 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 no. You, you started <laughs> now. Go on. Yeah. So, like I said, these are all my losses, isn't it? So I'm just letting you know that I've had a. So bear in mind my my mantra and my motto. Is every last turn into a lesson and every lesson turn into a win? Mm-hmm. Yes? Yeah. So all my losses is now lessons. Hence why it's easy for me to direct Gorilla 6 from those mistakes that I've made. 
quick, quick, I just want to pause everyone, for everyone at home. Um, One million Jamaican dollars is, um, oh, no, I need to put it into USD. One second. Cowboy. These numbers are starting to add up still. Where is... Oh. What is going on? I cannot find... What, the rate for Jamaican dollars to the, for the US? To the US? So, if you're going to do it to the pound, you have to find out how much Jamaican dollar is equivalent to a pound. Okay, so right now, a million Jamaican dollars is equivalent to 6,447 US dollars. Okay. You, so, you lost about six grand in the process? <laughs> yeah, and plus the music project as well, that's another seven and a half grand. So, could we just like give you like a 100k estimate? I would say around 80, 100. Yeah. 100 it looks better in the title, so I think we go 100. <laughs> I don't want a false project, but it is roughly. <laughs> so you've lost 100k of pure capital in your time of being an entrepreneur? Uh, well, there's a bit more, but yeah, um, yeah. There's a bit more like what? So, I mean, if, if, <laughs> if the, um, Bear in mind, I went bankrupt and, and as well, innit? So, <laughs> so how much money would you have have were, were you in debt for? Um, forty nine thousand four hundred and something. So you're bringing us up to like what one fifty? And we haven't even got. Why were you that low in debt? It was. It was just look. I. I was just. I. I Life was a bit crazy at one point, so... Go on, explain. Leave, We're here for you. I the masterclass is always leave, here. I just leave the army. Okay. I started my first business two years before I left, so Timefly Enterprise was my first venture when I left the army, so... This Time is flies. Timefly Enterprise, yeah. Okay, okay. I've never heard never heard about Timeflies. Well, how can you hear about it? You were still young then, boy. But that's what you I'm saying. Two, I've you, never you heard about it. You were two years old when I started that business. So where is that? Where did that business take off, and where did it land? So that business was my first clothing venture. Okay. But at the time, I wasn't manufacturing clothes. I was buying clothes from wholesale and shutting them on. What type of clothes? Um, shoes, boxes, t-shirt, you name it, I sell it. So okay. I remember back then you could call me at whatever time of night. If you go into a dance or a party, you could call me. Yeah. You could get kitted out from the boot of my car. Raw. On the fly. You could, get, you could if you want to go to a party and you didn't have nothing to wear and last minute you decide you want to go, you could call me. I can pull up at your foot. Mm-hmm. You get the socks, the boxes, t-shirt, suit, shoes, belt, perfume, flannel if you need it, the whole night. Raw. And you were just cash in hand, hitting licks, one by the one. Yeah, so I made I made 50 grand that year. Oh? Uh? And we were just wild spending. What is this? Is this is this 06 you're telling me? Yeah, 06. 06, seven. you made 50 racks. No, it's, it's not 06, 07. 07, 08. And then we went to Spain after i just come back from Jamaica. And mom said, oh, you've been away for this time, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we going 
away, so we went to Spain, and then I had a credit card at the time for seven bags. Yeah. And we went there the first day, and by the time we flown back in Monday morning, the credit card was max. So, so wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'm still. What happened to the fifty racks? We were spending wild, bro. I'm gonna keep changing cars every six months, so that. Sorry, sorry, time. sorry. You were changing cars every six months in two thousand and seven. So just go from January 2007 to 2009. How many cars? How many cars? Go on. So when I came back from Germany, yeah, I had a car, but I sold it. Okay. Then I bought a. What did I bought? I bought a um, Peugeot 807. One second. So it's a family car. Just looking it up. Peugeot. 807? Yeah, it's a seven-seater, so that could take the whole family Oh, around. my God. That is ugly. And at the same time, I could able to shut my clothes from the boot of the car. Yeah, that looks like a shutting car still, I won't lie. So I used to go to every market, everywhere the man them used to hustle. I pull up, then crowd around the thingy. I do a sale and I go to the next one. Ray, ray, ray. So... That's how I was moving. Then I, I I I get rid of that one. Then they had the eight oh seven. What do you mean? The four, sorry, the four double oh seven, which is, was the first Jeep that Peugeot ever done. Oh so my I, god! I changed that. Dad, these cars are ugly, man. I don't care, bro. It's a family <laughs> wagon, bro. Those. It, Oh, it was boy. it was suited at the time to drive my family around and everybody seated comfortable. Okay, okay, makes so sense. So it wasn't about looks; it's about practicality. What color though? What color are these cars? One of them was a burgundy. The the eight oh seven was a burgundy stroke candy apple red or some crap, whatever it was called. Okay. And then the 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 four four double oh seven was black. And then I bought a Lexus 320 SRI fully loaded. One second. CSI, sorry, or whatever the model was, fully loaded. What did you say, Lexus? Free, Lexus 300. Yeah. C, C something, I can't remember. CT or CH? CSO something. I know it was fully loaded because it's got leather seat, ET, everything electronic, 12 CD changes in the back, all of that crazy malarkey. <laughs> <laughs> he still remembers the commercial, a, Jesus. And, and it was a... Oh, oh, okay, okay, I see what you're saying now. That's and it was... Eh? Wait, wait, wait. And it was, it was a three litre, so you know, every time, V... V is it either V8 or V12 and every time I drive past you couldn't drive past the petrol station you have to pull in <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> man said there's no driver past the petrol station in that way well he's a gas guzzler isn't it Jesus so how much, so way, how much would you say you're spending on gas in a week uh, at that time you're talking about I don't know 100 quid but then the economy is different. What would you relate it to this day and age? Because <laughs> them time, the petrol was about 79p, somewhere around there, 69, 79p. So it wasn't that expensive. It wasn't even a pound then. 
Jesus fuck, bro. So now a petrol is nearly two pounds. I mean, seriously, bro, we're talking about three, four bills. <laughs> In a week. But you're driving all around town. Remember, I use that for school run and the fly. Also, I'm up and down everywhere, all of that madness. So we got the Lexus 3000 CS fully loaded. What's up? What comes after that? And then after the bankruptcy, I bought the Vaxa Zephira SRI, the one that you can remember. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. That was my last car. Fucking hell. That's mad. Fucking hell. Just change it every six months. <laughs> so I've been through the mills, boy. So that, I think we went from like 150 somewhere to like 220,000. <laughs> yeah, but look, <laughs> like I said, every last turn into a lesson and every lesson Jeez. turn into a win, innit? Yes. 200 so, grand. My loss turn into lessons and my les- and all these lessons is turning you into the, you like into the winners. Yeah. So for me, okay, it's an expensive lesson to learn, but... Like I said, life is about playing the game, right? Yeah, big facts. So I play the game for you like don't have to make the same mistake as I do. And I made a lot of bad investments. Yeah, quarter mil, bad investments. So for me, I understand the process of financial literacy. Hence why it's become a topic for me. Because when I went bankrupt 2008, which was the best thing I did, I understand the purpose of money. I understand that money speak a language that I didn't even understand then. Girl. Because the language that money speak, money don't like to be treated with love and care. Money don't like to be looked after. Money like to be working all the time. It's like money can't sleep, so he doesn't care about resting. Mm-mm. When you put money in a bank or put money in under the mattress or put it in your wallet or wherever you want to stash it, mm-hmm. that is money sleeping. He ain't working. Bro. So if money's sleeping, how do you make money work? Because you have to find something to put the money into, that's it. Because remember, money does not discriminate, in it? It doesn't need a passport, it doesn't need a visa, and it travels borders and boundaries every second. Yeah, big facts. So, bear in mind, different borders and different boundaries, time slot is different. So Jamaica is now... Six hours behind us. Yeah. Coming this weekend, it will be five hours behind us, right? Because the clock goes back one hour. Oh, their clock don't move? No. Raw, okay. So, um... So I'm going to be five hours behind you, lot. Yeah. That's going to be dope, man. That's going to be dope. Dope as hell. So, so China is, what, six, seven hours ahead of us? I have no idea. So if we're looking at now what we've got, we've got... Um, half past half past seven yeah so we took day in one something in the morning that's fucked you see what I'm saying yeah yeah so imagine by the time you sleep and wake China would be what three four o'clock in the afternoon you made hella money already yeah if your money was in that time zone okay and if, okay and if it was in Australia yeah that money already made money already because it's almost 24 hours later. I'm following, I'm following. I'm they are already in Friday afternoon already. Yeah. 
You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. So, the thing is, when when you understand, because remember, when you invest a pound, it doubles itself, right? Yeah. So then you have two pound. Then the two pound turn into four pound. Then it turn into eight pound. Then it turn into sixteen, thirty-two, sixty-four, one to eight, and then it carry on. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. So when you get to the when you reach to the million pound. It mm-hmm. doubles to two mil, then it went into four mil, then it went into eight mil, then it went into sixteen mil, and then it went to thirty-two mil, then it went to six to four, then it went to one to eight again. Yeah, I remember you talking about this on the um, SPM episode. So what the point I'm making is, yeah, when I went into the archive of understanding what financial literacy is all about, yeah, we were never taught none of this at school. We were taught indirectly how to work for money. Yeah. We were never understand. We never understand how money works. So, in in there's a conversation that people like to use, and it never made any sense until when I actually look at the what it actually meant. Mm-hmm. So there's a terminology that they say, time is money. Yeah. But the person who is employing you, yeah, your time is money for them. Yeah. They go but in general, time is time and time is money. And money sorry, is money. sorry. In general, time is time, money is money. Yeah. So when you go and borrow, when you go and so if you need to earn more money because you know trading time for this commodity, yeah, or this currency, you only have twenty-four hours in a day, bro. So if you give away twelve hours at that day, you only have 12 hours left. Yeah. And if you live at two hours away, round trip from where you live, that's 14 hours you use in day one. Mm. You only got, what, six hours left? No lie. 14, yeah. So you got 10 hours left, yeah? 10, exactly 10, yeah. Yeah. So when you wake up tomorrow, you only got, 10 hours left so you got 12 hours because you only you only can recycle that 12 so by the time you're going to day three you don't have no hours left that's mad yeah yeah so then you become an autopilot that's why they call it a rat race because now you're just doing this because oh this is only where you cope sometimes when you wake up after the weekend you're thinking i didn't even know what happened weekend yeah it become a routine yeah and they say, if you think adventure is crazy, try routine. Routine is insanity. That's fucked. But adventure, at least you have fun. Routine is just the shit you do every day. Yeah. But speaking of routine, we got to come to a routine stop. This episode is, we're creeping up on the hour point just now. So let's see our closing words and piece this one out. Yeah, so my people, like I said, if you change your mindset, you change your circumstances. And I'm just sharing your life experience that I'm not, I haven't been around for a long time, but I felt like I've been around forever because I've learned all my lessons. I've been on my own from my seven years old. And it's been a journey. And like I said, I create an empire, the 78 till now, a.k.a. Gorilla 6. And they know living their best life, doing the things they love and enjoy. Um, I'm enjoying it from iPhone call or I'm sharing the excitement with them when they enjoy it. So parents, 
if you're listening, young people, if you're listening, whosoever listening, if you change your mindset, you change the circumstances. It's not what you were doing then is what you're doing now. Because everything starts from today. Today is going to be the best day for the rest of your life because you're making the changes now. Because if you don't change today, when you get there 10, 15 years from now, it's the same madness because you never did it 10, 15 years ago. Wow. Wise words for you guys to take in. <clears throat> Wise words for you guys to take in. My name is Double S. I want to thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Masterclass. Like I said, we've been going crazy today's episode. Just catching up with my Zilla. He told us about a quarter mil he ended up spending in capital trying to become an entrepreneur. So fun times over here. If you guys like all the content that you'll see, make sure to hit the like button, comment what we should talk about in another episode, and most importantly, subscribe. You know what I mean? You can listen to this on your way to work, at work, on your way home, while you're at home with the kids. We're trying to make this more family-friendly, stop the swearing a little bit. You know what I mean? Appeal to a different audience, a wider audience. So I appreciate everyone for coming along. Like I said, all the socials will be in the description. Make you follow us up. And um, I hope to see you again. I hope to see you again next Friday, 3 p.m. But Blessings. Blessings. Blessings and love, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace.